Hi, and welcome to this week's LGBT Wellness Podcast. Each week, LGBT HealthLink, a program of Centerlink, brings you a roundup of some of the biggest LGBTQ wellness stories from the past week. Get ready to listen and learn lots. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another week of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. Don't forget that you can go to blog.lgbthealthlink.org to find a written version with the links to this week's stories. Let's jump in with our first piece, Reproductive Health Barrier for Trans Folks. A new study led by Heidi Moseson found that 36% of trans and gender expansive people who became pregnant considered terminating that pregnancy without clinical supervision. 19% actually made an attempt to do so. Rationale for not using the medical system to get this type of reproductive health care included privacy and mistreatment concerns, as well as factors that face a lot of uh, folks in general, such as cost, legality, and availability. This really shows um, to me how complex this issue is, that there's a lot of factors um, that can make reproductive health care unavailable for folks. And um, of course, sometimes there are, you know, safe methods of um, considering to terminate a pregnancy without clinical supervision. But in many cases, this can be um, dangerous or at least not ideal. So the fact that stigma and privacy issues are some of the driving factors here that are Uh, pushing people to make these decisions rather than going and getting advice and care from a medical professional is definitely concerning. Next up, a deep dive into the All of Us Research Program. We here at Centrelink published a special edition of this podcast where we sat down with Justin Henches of the All of Us Research Program. Along with some special guests from LGBT centers across the country, we discussed how the NIH is taking steps to engage the LGBT community in their data collection efforts so that future healthcare breakthroughs can truly include everyone. You can check out this long form interview uh, here on the podcast channel. Um, You can also, of course, find the link um, on our blog, as I mentioned, Um, but this was a really interesting conversation and uh, something special for the podcast, which, you know, normally we're we're bringing summaries of of research and news that are happening. And this week we were actually able to to explore something newsworthy um, with someone who uh, has been leading the project. So it was definitely um, really fun to to do the recording uh, and to hear from um, folks at LGBT Center asking their questions because they're the the ones that are helping to drive this research program and bring in LGBT folks to participate. So it was really interesting, and uh, I hope that you'll take the time to check it out if you haven't already. Next up, three and four had mental health impact. U.S. News reported on a new study finding that three-fourths of LGBT people say the pandemic has negatively impacted their mental health. In contrast, about half of non-LGBT folks said that they had such a mental health impact. Interestingly, though, the bigger disparity here is around those that said that they had a major impact um, on their mental health. About half of LGBT folks said that they had a major impact, whereas about a fourth of non-LGBT folks uh, said that there was a major impact. So in general, there's a a mental health disparity here. Um, But when we look at those who said that there's been a major uh, impact on their mental health from the pandemic, there the disparity for LGBT folks becomes even clearer. 
LGBT folks were also more likely to say that they had lost work. Um, they were also, on a positive note, uh, more likely to see getting vaccinated as a social responsibility to others and not just something that they may want to do for themselves. And our next story, gender-affirming care has an HIV benefit. Paz reported on new data showing that transgender folks living with HIV who received gender-affirming uh, surgery through New York Medicaid saw their HIV viral loads drop after receiving surgery. Uh, access to this critical form of care um, helped reduce the disparities typically found between trans folks living with HIV and their cisgender uh, counterparts who typically fare better. So basically, when people were able to access gender-affirming uh, surgery, they uh, had a lot of the disparity that exists between trans and cis people living with HIV disappear. And there was an association with achieving um, viral suppression, which is really important for quality of life, as well as reducing um, transmissibility of HIV. And of course, the you know, the, this doesn't show causality, um, it, it shows association. So there could be other factors in play, um, but really, you know, th this is important uh, evidence in showing that gender-affirming surgery not only has a really important mental health impact, um, but also has uh, positive impacts in other areas of health for transgender individuals. And that helps justify why a public program like Medicaid um, should be covering this service. Next up, surgery delays harm community. In a very related story, ABC News reported on delays in accessing gender-affirming surgery that have faced trans people during the COVID-19 pandemic. Now, this isn't the first time that uh, I've personally seen this story, and I believe we reported it on, on the podcast a while back, um, but it's interesting that a lot of these delays are ongoing because it can take so long, especially depending on where you are and what kind of insurance you have, to get a gender-affirming surgery scheduled. So in this story, they were looking at um, folks who took a year or a year and a half to get their initial appointment. That appointment was canceled because hospitals were deeming these surgeries to be uh, non-essential, and so they were canceling them at the start of the pandemic, and now it's taking so long to reschedule them that folks are waiting another year plus to get that surgery. And the, the article explores how, you know, not only is this putting off um, necessary care for these individuals, but also just kind of the roller coaster of planning for the surgery, planning your whole life around this, uh, getting ready for it, you know, physically, emotionally, socially, and then having it canceled and then waiting to reschedule. And just that kind of experience amidst all the problems that came with the pandemic in general uh, is really having a negative impact on people's health. And now for our final story of the week, queer women with children. The Los Angeles Blade reported on new research finding that about one in four queer women have children, showing that this is uh, an important subject, you know, issues that come with child rearing is an important subject for uh, women in the LGBT community. They found that bisexual women partnered with men um, were the most likely uh, subgroup among queer women to be parents. Bisexual uh, women parents also reported higher levels of distress 
and less connection to the LGBT community than did lesbian women with children. And, um, you know, they kind of explore here how biphobia um, may be uh, to blame for this, that these these women may not feel as supported in, in coming out uh, or in being embraced as part of the LGBT community. And of course, not being able to share that part of their identity, not being able to have social relationships and support around that um, can be challenging. So um, definitely an interesting article, um, both just to kind of identify the numbers here for us and also to look into some of the challenges facing um, by women in particular. That concludes another edition of our LGBT Wellness Roundup. I hope that you've enjoyed listening. Again, you can check out blog.lgbthealthlink.org if you would like to follow up on any of the stories. And don't forget to look for that special edition of our podcast. Uh, It stands out because it's quite a bit longer than our our normal um, weekly edition. Um, So definitely check that out here on the podcast feed if you haven't already. Thanks again for listening, and we will check in next week with another edition.